I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellasai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. I'm loving the ambiance in here. You know, just a little candle. Yeah, because your fucking dog just farted and we had to evacuate for like 10 minutes. It's amazing how good he is at that. Absolutely not. (laughs) I hate this dog and his smelly (laughs) asshole. So let's get into this as quickly as possible so we can get it over with and I can leave this wretched room. All right, we're going to kick things off, as always, with Worst Things First, the worst news of the week. After that, we are diving deep this week into vacations. Because you might think that vacations are just great, that they're not a subject to complain about because they're a break from your regularly scheduled annoyances. But guess what, bitch? That doesn't stop me from pointing out all the terrible shit you experience whilst on vacation. And finally, we've got actress, comedian, screenwriter Jillian Bell. You've seen her in Workaholics, 22 Jump Street, and Rough Night. And she's starring in Britney Runs a Marathon, a new movie coming to theaters August 23rd. We talk about that film and so much more. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's grab our passports and start the show. All right. Horse things first. Let's talk about the worst news of the week. First, a woman in New Mexico is facing charges after police say she ordered food. At a Sonic restaurant. Oh, I always wanted to go to a Sonic. I actually have never been to a Sonic. Right. They advertise all over Chicago, but they're nowhere near Chicago. I think there was one by my house. Really? Oh, then I guess nowhere near where I live in Chicago. But I'm still, oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't live <laughs> in the It's still like an hour away from Chicago. me. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I just don't, I never know, like, is it a drive-thru? Is it a drive-in? It's a drive-in. That's the whole shtick, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. unclear. No, it's they, clear. They never advertise the ambiance. They just advertise. They, 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 they advertise the ambiance of sitting in your car whilst at Sonic. So what did this woman do? So she was uh, ordering food from a Sonic restaurant, and then she told the server, this one's on God, before running away. <laughs> <laughs> hero! 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 I I just love that phrase. Yeah. I think, yeah, this one's on God. This one's on God. Jesus, take the wheel. Right. You got a full criminal path right there. Police say uh, the woman rode her bicycle to a Sonic in Las Cruces, the crosses. Oh. For all of you gringos. God, you are so fluent. Are you allowed to say that word? I think so. It's a slur against white people, so I okay. feel like that's fine. All right. When the server asked for payment, she allegedly told him, this one's on God. <laughs> and then the police say the server told her, that's not how this works, but <laughs> gave her the meal anyway after she came toward him. 
All right. I, I feel like this server, maybe a little bit of blame is on them. <laughs> it mentions no weapon. <laughs> just the weapon of prayer. Yeah, but also, I don't know, there's no picture of that. Maybe she's a very imposing woman. I feel like, yeah, if I were like a server at a fast food restaurant and anyone even remotely used intimidation on me, I'd be like, have it. I don't Take give it. a shit. Take it all. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the woman was arrested at a nearby park. <laughs> <laughs> Next! Also in uh, drive through restaurant territory, authorities say a woman in the drive through of an Oregon Taco Bell poured Hennessy cognac into the mouth of an employee, then was arrested by a police officer who happened to be behind her in line. <laughs> <laughs> no! I'm still... All right, there's a lot to unpack here. I, A, still, I'm not entirely sure what cognac is. You know what it is? My mom's maiden name. Okay. <laughs> it took me a second to realize what you were saying because it literally had nothing to do with anything. Um, it's my mom's maiden name. It's a pretty cool name. I guess so. It's a, it's was she like liquor. trafficked here with a bunch of like Frenchmen? casks of alcohol? Oh no, no. She just comes from comes from the French. Sure. Is that is it a French liqueur? I think so. It's a brandy. Sure. I don't really know, don't what, know brandy what brandy is, is. either. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, according to the Washington County Sheriff's uh, Sergeant, who is behind a car driven by this woman at about 1.20 a.m. on a Saturday. Okay. Having a good um, time. At We've all been there. A Taco Bell in Beaverton, Oregon. <laughs> Just every, every word is a dagger in my brain. Police say the driver reached out the car window and poured the bottle of cognac into the mouth of an apparently willing employee. <laughs> it's Saturday night, baby. Open up. I just, yeah, I like the fact that I can imagine this happening if at 1.30 in the morning on a Saturday night, yeah. if it was like desolate, mm -hmm. but there was a car behind them. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. They must have plotted this pretty quickly. And like, yeah, open your fucking mouth. Here, here comes the Hennessy train. Choo-choo, bitch. Here comes the plane. Next! Authorities arrested a woman in Florida. Only in Florida. Who they say tried to attack another woman with a knife when she was denied a slice of pizza. Hero! Hero! <laughs> um, Don't see anything wrong with that. The 22-year-old woman is accused of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill. All right, so everybody chill. If she wasn't going to murder someone over pizza, just seriously harm or maim her with a knife. The sheriff's office said the woman became angry after another woman denied her a pizza slice when she asked for one. An offense report says the woman said, I'm going to cut you with a steak knife in her hand and then tried to attack her. Checks out. Oh, they were at a house. This was like a house party. Oh. Because <laughs> deputies say a man in the house was able to take the knife away from the woman. <laughs> yeah, that's guest rights. If, so, if, if someone is a guest in your home and they ask for a slice of pizza, you are obligated by law to give them a, a slice. Yeah. Especially in Florida, which is lawless. You should legally be required to give them a slice of pizza or else you get stabbed with a steak knife. There you go. And it's your fault for having knives in your house anyway. Unless she brought her own from home, which is possible. Because that's what I do whenever I'm in Florida. 
And that's all that happened there. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, police say a woman in Florida, only in Florida, (laughs) grabbed her sleeping husband's genitals so hard last week that he was left, quote, crumpled over and struggling to walk. Oh, my God. Ah, what is wrong with this person? Her name is Anastasia, which is already you. If that's your name, you should be allowed to grab whoever's junk you want as hard (laughs) as you want. She was arrested and released on $1,500 bond. Good. If that's the cost of grabbing someone's junk too hard, sign me up. Uh, The woman said she did forcefully grab the father of her two kids. Oh, my God. But only to get him in the mood for sex. So chill! (laughs) Deputies said they arrived to find the man in pain. (laughs) Also, it occurred around 5.30 p.m. What What? are you doing? So did he just call the police (laughs) on her? (laughs) I guess that's the the end of the call. Or did they call an ambulance and the police come with an ambulance? The police don't come with an ambulance. It's It's not a package deal. Well, I guess if you call 911... Right? The suspect, without provocation or permission, walked over to the victim and grabbed his genitals. <laughs> I just like how, as the owner of male genitals, mm-hmm. which I keep in a jar next to my bed. Oh. I feel like you have to grab it so hard to leave someone crumpled over in pain. Yeah, I feel like you need to be wearing like brass knuckles. I mean, to be fair... I feel like the part that hurts would be the the testes. Uh And I've never forcefully grabbed my own testicles. (laughs) Only one way to find out. (laughs) Yeah, but you have to not be expecting it. I was just thinking recently about how, like, I really haven't been hit in the balls in, like, a long time. Which is for the best. Is this an invitation? (laughs) We can change this right here, right now. But I just think, like, as a kid, it happens, like, pretty often. Why? Because, like, I don't know, gym class, like, balls are flying around everywhere. You're trying to Yours catch them or the, oh, okay. with your teeth. What? No. <laughs> it's just like you play. I, I was way more, like, physical as a child. And now as an adult, I feel like it's not like I'm, like, presenting my ball sack to the public to be smashed. Anyway, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. <laughs> I guess this fucking woman was arrested. I don't know. I don't think she was. No, she... Oh, she was arrested and then released on bond. So don't grab your husband's genitals. Don't grab the father of your baby's genitals too hard, even if it's going to get him in the mood for sexual relations, because you may leave him crumpled over in pain. And now you know. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we are buying round-trip tickets to my favorite destination, complaining about vacation. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right, so we are in the thick of summer. And when I say thick, I mean thick. Because this summer has been thick as fuck. (laughs) It's so gross. Yeah. It was 100 degrees for like a full 72 hours last week. I hated it. So naturally, this is the time of year when people want to get the fuck away from reality and go on vacation. You know why? Why? That's all I ever wanted. 
Vacation's all I ever wanted. But vacations aren't all they're cracked up to be, are they? So in honor of vacay season, let's get our complaining juices flowing for vacationing. First! I just think, let's talk about the idea of going on vacation. Because most of the time, maybe you take like one big vacation a year at most. Uh-huh. Most people, it's like every few years probably, if you're going to go like crazy. But it's like, I'm just supposed to be in not vacation mode the other 51 weeks of the year? Absolutely not! I exude vacation energy year-round! My blood is pina coladas. I'm the Jimmy Buffett of drunk homosexuals. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I never thought of that. Because I'm about to franchise the fuck out of (laughs) some ideas, all right? (laughs) Yeah, there's going to be an in-ground pool seaside with my face on the bottom of it would swim there and then you could or you could just swim right up to the bar but it only offers shots of fireball whiskey honestly that sounds pretty great next nothing is worse than having to listen to someone talk about their vacation also that's why i feel like nobody should go on vacation just so i don't have to hear about other people going on vacation we get it you and your boyfriend fucked beneath the mosquito net i don't have to hear about it I can visualize that on my own every night. What? Also, how do people even pick where they go? You you have to do a whole bunch of research and shit, and then you pick a place, and you have to figure all the stuff out, where you stay, how to get around, where to eat. And then you go on vacation, and you go wild, and you eat whatever you want, you drink whatever you want, and then your stomach is like, how about di- some diarrhea, some nice hot diarrhea? Running down your leg. Oh. Your body's like, guess what? Diarrhea mode. Because we're not used to living this recklessly every day. And then you go on vacation and you spend half of it in the bathroom just shitting out Mai Tais. I've talked about um, my family going to Michigan every year. Yes. Like 20 of us would stay at a cottage on this small lake in Michigan. Uh-huh. That was our Disneyland. And there were only... Like one and a half baths. They built a second bathroom in like the utility room where we stored our food. (laughs) That's not sanitary. The like boiler was in one corner. Then in another corner, there was like a folding table with all of our snacks and shit on it. And then in the other corner. Not shit though, just snacks. Right. Well, it's also shit. Both. <laughs> Particles, at least. Because then in the other corner was just a straight up toilet. <laughs> no door. Not even a curtain. That is something that I have nightmares about. Yeah. But as a child, I didn't think twice about it. The fact that adults made that happen? Questionable. Um, But also, there was a very strict, if it's yellow, let it mellow rule. Mm-hmm. And if it's brown, flush it down. Yeah, I know the rule. But... um. Yeah, everyone would disobey it, and then, like, the all the shit would come back up in the backyard. Sorry, this is what vacation is about. <laughs> shit in the backyard. Also, people are still texting and emailing you as if you should be on top of shit while you're on vacation just because you have your phone with you still. They know. They know it. Well, guess what? I barely respond to texts and emails as it is. So joke's on you. Now you're just getting ignored while I wear a chiffon beach robe. Caftan, ever heard of it? Yeah. (gasps) Also, 
packing for a vacation. How many outfits am I supposed to fucking take? Nobody knows. The math involved is truly baffling. I always end up having to buy shit also. I recently went to a, a wedding and it was, I was there, we got in on a Thursday night, so I was there from Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I brought a suitcase that could fit my entire body, mm-hmm. and I packed probably 30 outfits. Mm-hmm. I had two suits, which I left in a hotel room <laughs> and had to drive two hours to go back and get. <laughs> the cost of looking beautiful and being an idiot. Also, everybody, we know this, everybody packs underwear for vacation like they're going to absolutely shit themselves. And you know what? I do every time. <laughs> like not not just once per vacation, but like every day. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going on vacation for five days. Better take like 70 pairs of underwear just in case. No less. Just in case. Also, vacation is expensive as fuck. You think you've spent all there is to spend, then surprise, you get there and you realize you're out of baby wipes. And wh- what are you going to do? Walk around Mykonos with a semi-clean butthole? No. So you got to find a Mykonos CVS that sells flushable baby wipes because you need the flushable kind because you want a clean beehole, but also you don't want to create a fatberg in Greece. Because Greece has been through enough in the past decade, namely the collapse of their economy, but also the TV version of My Big Fat Greek Wedding. So let's cut them a break. Also, truly, God help anybody (laughs) if you're flying anywhere international. They're like, you must arrive at the airport 37 hours ahead of time. And if you even think about getting near the uh, boarding zone within that time, we'll shoot you in the face and we'll ship your body across the Atlantic Ocean. Truly nothing aggravates me more than like rich white people in line at immigration. I was coming back to the US from Mexico and there was an old white man in front of me who was giving like the Mexican like TSA, I don't know what what their version of TSA is. I made the dumb mistake when I was in Spain of being like, do you have TSA pre-check? And they were like, Absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, oh, right. We're not in America. <laughs> That's an, an American agency. Um, but this man was giving, like, their TSA in, in Mexico, their agents, like, the hardest time. And it was, like, the barest security ever. They were just, like, patting him down. And I was like, sir, <laughs> there are Mexican people trying to come to this country and being locked in cages. So maybe chill the fuck out and let them pat your fucking ass. All right. Get over it. But also, God help you if you're taking a car trip with your family. I refuse to be in a car for longer than like 20 minutes at once. Anything longer and I would rather drive off the road. And I'm okay with that because I'm a piece of shit. But sitting in an enclosed vehicle with all of your prized possessions mounded around you... That was my favorite part because we would drive and it felt like a seven hour drive, even though it was like an hour and a half and I've sat in traffic for longer. But we'd pack so much shit to go on vacation for like a week and all of our shit would be like mounded above us. It would be great, though, because you could build like a pillow barrier between you and your sibling. Right. And then and then you had like your own privacy, you know, I would hang up my blankie. From the hook that was above you, you know, and, and I, I would put that around fully me. Naked. And well, I would just, I think I would like sing to myself, not thinking that like <laughs> right. I'm still in a car You're full of people. You're just creating a sound barrier. <laughs> yeah, we only had like a four door 
like a sedan. We didn't we weren't driving like a minivan or anything. Yeah. And so it was so crowded and we'd have like the dog this little hanging dog bed in the front. So our dog would sit between my mom and dad in the front. And our dog would get car sick. So like every 15 minutes she would throw up. <laughs> and then in the back, we had a turtle, a corn pop, who we'd corn take on pop. vacation. <laughs> You'd take him with you. So there'd just be like a bucket on the ground with corn pop and a little bit of water in it. And he would be flailing around. It was a mess. Anyway, car travel, the worst. Oh, so you fall behind on all of your shows. I can't keep up with everything while I'm away with a tenuous Wi-Fi situation. Also, fuck hotels that make they charge you for faster internet. That's bullshit. They're like, here's free internet, but good luck looking at anything. <laughs> or you can spend $50 a day and we'll let you watch porn. And I'm like, cha-ching, here we go. Swipe that card so I can swipe this tea. <laughs> Also, you never actually read as much as you think you're going to read on vacation. No. But you always bring too many books. At I do least that all three. the time. I'm always like, all right, well, I read one book every two weeks. So if I'm going on a three-day vacation, I better bring 40 books. Mm -hmm. Just in case. Plus, everything looks better on Instagram. Let's be real. All right. Now everybody just goes to places exclusively for the gram potential. There are places now that are, like, over-touristed because of grammars. Uh-huh. Also, there was a recent study that said 259 people died while taking selfies between October 2011 and November 2017. Way to laugh at that. Well, I'm just remembering. Do you remember the, the grandma in uh, in Iceland? She was like, take my picture. And they took a picture and then she started floating away. Yeah. It said that number, like among the most common causes is people being washed away by waves on the beach and snapping photos in front of a running train. Oh, my God. Tomato, tomato, really. So probably don't plan your vacation based on where you can take the best gram. Mm -hmm. Also, like nothing looks as good as it, it does on Instagram. Next. All hotels are disgusting, I think. Even nice hotels, it's impossible to, like, shake the feeling that everything has been fucked upon. Yes. I think especially the nice hotels. Because, like, obviously you're going to fuck on you're everything. You're going there to fuck on everything. There's just, like, it's impossible not to be like, oh, this is covered in someone else's juice. Mm -hmm. Also, I check for bed bugs at every hotel I go to, as if I know what bed bugs look like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost like, yep, I check the corner. Meanwhile, they feast upon me and I bring them everywhere. My aunt brings her own sheets to every hotel. What? <laughs> covers them. <laughs> and finally, vacation is the worst because then it, when it's over, you just have to go back to your shitty life. And it's like, great. Have fun being a dumbass now. You think, oh, you got your one beach photo? I hope that lasts you <laughs> because it's back to your fucking dumb sitting in an office chair. This is just mean at this point. <laughs> but it's true. Everybody should be taking vacations way more. Fuck capitalism. Fuck your job. Go out there and do whatever you want. This message is approved by me. Someone who can do whatever he wants. <laughs> I'm going on vacation next week. I'm, I know. On my fucking birthday. No, I'm sorry. Where are you going? Colorado. Colorado. That's not a vacation. What? I'm That's... going horseback riding beyond. 
that's it for this week's Deep Dive. Next, we got Will interview with Jillian Bell. My guest complainer today, I'm such a huge fan, actress, comedian, Jillian Bell. She starred in Workaholics, an idiot sitter on Comedy Central, appeared in 22 Jump Street, <sighs> Fist Fight, Rough I mean, I could like list your entire IMDb page and just fangirl out. Um, That's and very now sweet. You have a feature film, Britney Runs a Marathon. Yes, it's coming out. So, welcome, Jillian Bell. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah. Well, we like to start by asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? Okay. I feel like I have a couple things. Good. But I'm going to start. The more the better, honestly. With the weirdest one. <laughs> Great. Okay. I can do it for you. Uh, this is, this oh, to okay. me, I mean, it's cringeworthy uh-huh. for me. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Double clap to single clap. <laughs> And being genuine with that. How often, in what context are you seeing this? I mean, I'm sure it happens on a some kind of a America's Got Talent or right. it's going to happen in some kind of a 60s movie uh-huh. um, in some scene. I, I don't know. I but, but my sister knows it bothers me and my friends know it bothers me and they do it all the time. Yeah. Now you've given people ammunition oh, yeah. to use that against you. It's like, you know, I'm arachnophobic and now right. some people... People have played jokes on me and they have not gone well. I I don't like that at all. No. Yeah. Are you do you have a fear of something? I, I'm definitely arachnophobic. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That honestly is probably the worst, the worst of it. Oh. No interest in like that Maury situation where they like try to oh, scare it out of you. I've thought about that scenario too many times in my life. Like where, what? If you were on Maury? If I was on Maury, because you know, they ask all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and if they were like, we're given a makeover, because I would not refuse a makeover. Right. right. I always want to see what the hottest version of me looks like. Yeah. And I would go and they go, ha ha ha, just a kidding. And then bring out a tarantula and yeah. I would scrape my own eyeballs out. Right. But it's never like, it's always like, oh, here's a man dressed up in a spider costume. It's never an right. actual, right. like someone's afraid of chickens and they bring out like a chicken mascot. Yes. And then the person or is still deathly balloons. afraid of it. The balloons is a big one. Yeah, I've heard. I, I used to, I, I knew some people who were afraid of balloons. Really? Yeah, yeah. We're not friends anymore. Off, <laughs> that was it. That was the last straw. I was like, the air, I can't do I'm going to find out their full names. Not because I want to look <laughs> them up, but just because I would like to know the name of someone who is afraid of a balloon. His name was Kramer. Wait, so. you, you're telling me. You're telling me on this. <laughs> Whatever. He doesn't care. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, right. If you're like an actual sitcom character in real life, like yes. that makes sense. That makes sense. Because to me, it wasn't going to be, you know, yeah. Megan. It was going to be Kramer. I would understand if it was related to the movie It, because yeah. that red balloon gives me all the chills. Yeah. Was the red balloon in the the original It, or is that a yeah, new creation? I think so. I don't know. I couldn't Why? Well, I was too terrified of It. I should know this. I'm Tim Curry is my favorite of all time. Yeah? Yeah. So I, I should know that. But I, I believe it was. Who knows? Okay. I like, I, I don't think I, it was until I got a little bit older that I realized that was even Tim Curry, and it oh, makes yeah. it a little better. Oh, I love Tim Curry. Yeah. Always, always watching all of his films. 
I've met him. I met him once. Yeah. How did that go? It, I cried afterwards. <laughs> I tried to play it cool. My voice was a little shaky while I was meeting him. Uh-huh. I was like, do you have no idea what you mean to me? What was the, what was the setting? Okay. The setting was Burbank <laughs> night. Um, there was a, uh, a small shop that was holding all these artists, different rend- renditions of uh, Tim Curry paintings or Clay. I see. I just want to say clay. Right. Well, what's after that? Clay work? (laughs) Clay sculptures. Sure. Clay sculptures. Um, But it's just all the stuff you can buy. And then there was a rumor that Tim Curry might be there. Mm -hmm. And so we, I went with a few friends and we got in the back of the line and they came at a certain point and said, so he is inside, but everyone past this point will not be able to meet him. And I was in the past, the point of no return. Uh And I got so sad. And then an angel (laughs) came down on earth and, and allowed me to see one of my good friends who had been inside was coming out the back and he had a wristband Uh and he's like, I've got two. Do you guys want to take them and try to get in? And we're like, Oh my gosh. So me and my friend, Sarah Baker, put on the wristbands, walk towards the back. There were so many things that could have gone wrong here. Mm-hmm. This security person stopped and said, whoa, 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 are you coming in from the back? And we're like, no, 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 we just walked out. We forgot something, so we're going back in. And he, she looked at us and she goes, who, hmm, what's happening right now? And I go, and my friend Sarah lied and she goes, we're with the press. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get Which you is in my anywhere. favorite. She like mumbled it in a way that was such a lie. She goes, we're with the press. And the woman looked at her and goes, uh, okay. Yeah. And let us in. <laughs> and then we happened to make a left turn into this building. Like randomly, I was just like drawn to this part of the room and there waiting was a line of people that were Uh waiting to meet Tim Curry. And a person at the front of the line recognized me and was like, do you want to get ahead of me? And I was like, I've never done this in my life. (laughs) This is the one time I will say yes to that. Yeah. And then I I met him. And I told him how much he meant to me and that he changed my whole life. This was like a couple weeks ago? This was about... (laughs) I would have to say it's probably like seven or eight months ago. Oh. <laughs> <It was laughs> and I lost. It was actually recent. <laughs> it was recent. It was recent. And then I cried so much. I cried so much. I do love, I feel like there there is a bunch of clips of you talking about um, <laughs> celebrity encounters. I, and I love how you just like really go for it. Yeah, I'm not great when I meet celebrities. I yeah. always say something that's a little bit off and... Not memorable enough for them, but right, memorable right. for me in which I look back with regret. Yeah. I feel like I've talked with a lot of people about that. Because if you're in like the industry, you want to like kind of play it cool. Because like, yeah. what if you see them again or have to work with that? Like, you know. I know. But then there are those people that you're like, I'll never interact with this person <laughs> again. I'm going to fucking lose my shit. Yeah. I'm and never going to be in a movie with that yeah. person. So I might as well. Go <laughs> and for then, it. yeah, next year, you and <laughs> Tim Curry. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to work with Tim Curry. I would just cry the whole time. Yeah. Should I tell you my other annoying thing? Yeah, yeah. We we skipped over that. I'm here this is this is one that really peeves my weave. And that's not a saying that anyone has ever said. A new segment. Um okay, so this is it. I hate in a movie 
when you're watching a story about something that is real, uh-huh. that, say it's about a I, Thomas Jefferson, uh-huh. and then you see them say the thing that they're most known for, but it's like them struggling to think of that one line or or in a music thing, and it's like, say it's the story of Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks, and she's uh-huh. just like, has a pen and a pad of paper one day, and she's like, Ran and ring that bell through the night. And a record executive was like, that'll never work. That's my least favorite thing. Because I know that that must happen. Yeah. And it probably did happen to them. But we all know it's the biggest hit of all time. So I'm like, oh, is it not going to (laughs) work? Did that song not work out for you? I did just see Rocket Man recently. I haven't seen it yet. But I like these films. That's the weirdest part. It's just, I... Oh, yeah. I struggle with the one part where it's the most famous thing of all time. Right. Yeah. There was definitely that scene where he plays like the uh, two of the most famous Elton John songs. Right. And some record executive is like, never. 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 <laughs> There's also, a, um, like, I loved Ryan Murphy's the O.J. Simpson yeah, like, yeah. Uh, stories. and But then there was also like... If the glove doesn't fit, and they're trying to come up with the rest of the line, I'm like, come on, we all know what it is. I'm like screaming like an old woman at the TV. Yeah, I yeah. know it's just me too. It's everybody else. It was is a no. big fan of that. I feel. I think it's it's bothersome. Yeah, uh, right. Because that's not why we're not watching it to be to like go over the hit. <laughs> we want to see, see the dark. We only want right. to see the dark parts. Yeah, exactly. How was Rocket Man? Was it fun? It was good. I it was I was weird. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> I was like, I'm. Am I watching a musical or a movie or? But also, like Taron Egerton can do whatever he wants yes. to me. So I would watch and like, yeah. <laughs> I like that that Taron does it for you. And also, can we talk about George of the Jungle for a moment? Yeah, we did briefly mention this before we started rolling. But yeah, because um, you were considering at some point in your life getting yes. a tattoo. That said Brendan Fraser. Yes, Brendan Fraser, maybe on my foot or something. Right. I just thought that was cool. Obviously, I also yeah. think being like a 90-year-old woman and you can barely <laughs> read what it says anymore, but somebody's like, is that Brendan Fraser? And I'm like, yes, it is. Yeah. But yeah, fully like the one role that probably most made me gay is Brendan Fraser in George of the Jungle. Because I mean, they really, they they went for it in that movie. Yeah, it did something to everyone, yeah. that film. Right. Like, And they, I don't know if Din- Disney, did Disney do it? I don't know. Probably not. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's what the storyteller, <laughs> at least, was intending. But there was just, there had to be, and I'm not exaggerating, 45 gallons of oil <laughs> yeah. nearby at all times just to yeah. put on Brandon Fraser's body. Pure canola all over. It is Disney. We're getting confirmation it is that Disney. it is Disney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I feel like now, because they, you know, I after that, there was that strong animation period. Now we're back in live action. We're like, yes. I want some glistening oiled abs in Disney movies again. Where, where, <laughs> Did we go wrong? I know. Well, maybe in Splash. I'm redoing Splash. Yeah. With Channing Tatum. And he's playing the merman. Yeah. So there might be a lot of... <laughs> there better be. There might be 45 gallons of oil on that set. Who right, knows? Right. I think that's that's part of like any Channing Tatum contract is like there has just to be... Just oil around. Just a drum. <laughs> a drum of oil on every set. 
funny. Perfect. Well, okay. I wanted to cover like the basics, the, the shit that you've talked about in a thousand other interviews. Love it. You know. Let's do it, baby. Uh, my one thing, I genuinely don't think I've ever interacted with someone who was born and raised in Las Vegas. That is, this is a new experience for me. Yeah, I, I know. I It's funny because I live in Los Angeles and I feel like I never run into anyone that's from Las Vegas and we're so close. I didn't know it was possible. It's a thing. It's yeah. a thing. I was born there and I left when I was 18. Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's I did all it. of it. I officially yeah. did it. Right. My- I just went to Reno for the first time. And yeah, just anywhere in Nevada. Nevada? Nevada. 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 Okay. My mom says Nevada, but I'm like, oh, is it Nevada? <laughs> <laughs> It feels very fancy to me. I mean, yeah, I don't think my mom knows where we are on a map at any <laughs> given point. So I, my mom likes to say things funny on purpose and and think that no one should call her out on it. She says croissant <laughs> for croissant. Yeah, well, that's the proper. And way. she says, um, "Can I also?" <laughs> Can I get it? Side of pickle de guile. She says it like that and it makes me laugh so hard. Yeah. I I mean that is that is the a proper like white woman way to say <laughs> pickle it. Pico de guile. I don't even think my parents know what, what pico de guile is. <laughs> but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. At, at least in Las Vegas, like you're you know, that is I I feel like there's the Latin influences in, in the, on the West Coast. There's there's a lot happening. There's a lot of shows. There's a lot of interesting people. Um, I lived across the street from circus performers. I went to Blue Man Group for prom. I, I heard you say that. Um, what does that even mean? Like, for prom, we would go and get dressed up, take pictures at the house on the staircase, as everyone yeah. does. Uh-huh. And then um, we would go to, like, a Benihana's. Yeah. Because why not? Uh-huh. And, and then we went to the dance for 10 minutes, took the pictures again. Um, this time, no staircase. And then and then we'd go to Blue Man Group. So it was like a, You'd go not see an a show. official activity. No, but uh, everyone would go see a show. There's like, which show are you going to? I mean, like <laughs> Siegfried and Roy. So or It's so weird. And now that they have big acts in Vegas, like Celine Dion, are people going to that for prom? Because that's a killer prom. I mean, that is a, a great prom. Right? But do you go in like your full prom dress yes, and everything? Yes, and we have like our fake diamonds in our ears and <laughs> and and a huge corsage. And and you just go and, and it's kind of the norm. That would be great. Honestly, right? if I were performing, I would love just a table full of... of Teenagers <laughs> acting like adults. <laughs> yeah. While Celine Dion's like, there were nights when the wind was so cold. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, especially for a t- Like you, they need to learn about Celine Dion. Yeah. Kids, if you don't know, yeah. Google Celine Dion. That's with a C. Right, right. I, I think she's she's staying relevant. Um, she is. Yeah. She did Deadpool. She did Deadpool. She's wearing a lot of Christian Seriano dresses. Yeah. She's, That's hip. Uh, she just did uh, some a film festival or something. She where did? She was, I don't know where she was. Some Something in Europe. Singing Titanic songs? or I hope. I assume that's where, what <laughs> she does everywhere. As if there's more than one Titanic song. <laughs> yeah, song The other plural. one's just like, the boat, the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I also, you said somewhere that you pranked your limo driver on prom I did, night. I did. Is, so we went to Blue Man Group and then we got in our limo and... 
It was probably like 10 o'clock or something like that. And none of us wanted to go home. Uh-huh. We were all, you know, in fake diamonds. Hopped up on Blue Man Group. Yeah. Hopped up on Blue Man Group. So we got into the limo and that we none of us wanted to go home. And so I had the driver's card and we asked him, you know, can we can we go a little bit longer? And he's like, no, I got to get you back home. That's what your parents said. And we're like, lame, (laughs) lame. And then we rolled up the window and then I used somebody's cell phone. It was like the old Nokia's. Yeah. And I called him and I made everyone be quiet and I pretended to be one of my friend's mom. And I was like, it's Barbara. (laughs) And I'm like, listen, the kids, you know, they're only young once. Let them go out for just a little bit longer on me. And Uh like, I started getting into this whole character where I was like, Frank, do you remember your prom? <laughs> it was a magical evening, wasn't it? Well, let's give them the most magical evening of it all. And we just like did this whole bit. And uh-huh. then we he said, okay, we hung up. And then all of us started laughing in the back. And I'm like, he definitely knows it's us. <laughs> yeah. But he still did it anyway, which a shout out to Frank for yeah. really going against the rules of his job. Right. And having a very low threshold yeah. for <laughs> for what it takes to push him to the I just picture that in that moment when he heard us all laughing, his head kind of sank and it was a sad moment. And I hope that wasn't the case because Frank was a champion that night. Yeah. I'm sure he I mean, he's he stayed a limo driver, right? He did. I mean, as far as you know, I don't know. Did you I follow still, up with? Frank? I still have the card. I actually should call it. <laughs> I should see if it's still his number. I I hope. I hope he's still kicking. Frank, if you're listening, I'm I'm sure he is. You're a doll. You're a gem, and you really made uh, some teenagers' night. I had we had a limo for prom, and at some point, uh, the limo driver just stopped and got out of the car and like started circling it. Oh, and the windows were all foggy, and like he was smoking a cigarette. It was very creepy. Ooh. I'm pretty sure we were just at like a train. No, um, it, it, like waiting for the train to pass, but we didn't hear or see anything because you're in the back of a limo, and we were like, "Oh, this man is definitely gonna murder us." <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask. Normal question: Did any of your friends? die that evening most of them did get murdered but i i made it out um luckily yeah and you have not gone to therapy about this is that right not not about that but other things (laughs) right we're working through it we're working backwards actually so many other things to hit up (laughs) i've only made it to like freshman year of college so that's uh we're we're, that's coming up next yeah oh You're doing great. Thank you so much. You're doing yeah. Great. Um, speaking of therapy, I don't know. I have <laughs> sure. no good transition. Sure. <laughs> I watched uh, Britney runs a marathon last night. By the end of it, I was like just fully sobbing on my couch, Aww. actually. And then I made the mistake of like just taking a little scooch uh, hit of my my weed pen. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and then the sadness got like trapped in my brain. Oh. It was like a good, you know, a good uplifting sadness. But yes. still, I was like fuck I need to I need to like listen to some Beyonce to shake this off yeah did you I did yeah oh yeah. good oh yeah. good but I I do I'm in the midst of my own sort of like fitness journey right now aren't I, we so, all you know it hit it hit close to home yeah what is the like quick summary of the movie for oh people sure who haven't we seen should it? do that yeah Britney runs a marathon is based on a real life woman's story mm-hmm. Brittany O'Neill uh, who the writer director was inspired it was sort of a love letter to to her um, it was in inspired by her life she was in a place where she was sort of stuck mm-hmm. and feeling like she wasn't moving forward and she decided to set a goal of running the New York City Marathon at first it was just one block to right. go around get, go around the block and then and then uh, she decided to dream pretty big 
Yeah. Yeah. Did you, uh, how much running did you actually do for for the film? I did a lot of running. I had never been a runner before or Mm -hmm. someone who enjoyed exercise. (laughs) And then I was, you know, I got this script and I thought it was beautiful and scary. Like I knew I would have to be so vulnerable shooting this because it feels, it feels very personal. It feels like a, a, a story that I would want to see as a kid, but you know, it's, there's there's some good fun laughs in there and then there's some parts that are a little bit um heavy heavy yeah. and and but you know it's real it's real life and right. and um for me when I started running I I kind of enjoyed it a little bit more than I thought I would and and I just kept training and I wanted to do it by myself at first because I thought it was good I had my sister videotape me from the back so that I could see and from the front and just seeing like how I held my body in certain ways and how I'm I was wearing the wrong running shoes at the time and a lot of this was you know relating to Britney's story and I went through my own version of it have you trained for a marathon ever in in your real life no yeah it seems horrible it seems like it's a lot of work yeah. and anyone that I've seen because I've been to a marathon now and and the people who are doing it I'm like you're a, a superhero yeah you have superhero strength right. to be able to endure that race and and make it 26.2 miles yeah I also think running is insane and it, like why unless you're being chased there's no right. good reason right yeah I will. Yeah, that's what I thought before. And now I kind of I kind of like it. Yeah. Do you do it now for fun? I wouldn't say for fun, but I would say for <laughs> exercise. For exercise, I do it. And, you know, it is oh, it, every single time, though, it is that thing of like, okay, just move it. Just do it once. Like, just start moving and right. then you're going to enjoy how you f- feel. Yeah. And, and then I do. But it's, you know, you got to put on the right podcast or music to yeah. amp you up. Yeah. yeah. I'm always amazed when people say that they listen either to this podcast or any podcast while they exercise. I feel like really? you need a really high energy. I don't know if I keep the energy that high. It does hold my attention though. Yeah. The the podcasts. Good. I I started working out with a trainer recently. Okay. And that is uh, that is a journey in and of itself. Can I, I ask you this? Because this happened to me. Yeah. Do you cry? <laughs> During workouts? Um, I, I've i set it up so that you would think I'd say yes at this point. No, I haven't. Do you mean because it's so hard? I cry because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I go, I know I'm not doing it the way other people do it. <laughs> <laughs> like I can see other people working out and I'm like, I see how they're doing the thing you're asking me to do. Yeah. And I know that my body is working and I'm happy about that, but... My body's not doing what that person's body is doing. I think I've been pretty good about being like, this is, I can't like compare myself too much. You're wonderful. You're doing great things. But I was also like, I need someone to come to, I have a a gym in my apartment building. Oh. And I'm like, I need someone to come to me. Yes. And there be zero people around. Okay. And does that happen at your apartment building do yeah. they you that's where you work out yeah yeah oh that's great which is a very like privileged thing i recognize not everybody a has access to a gym at all or one in their own building but i was like i can't nobody can see me doing this but then it also is like i can't see anybody else so i don't really have anything to compare so it what to. 
what do. happens if your trainer shows up and the the gym is a happening? It it's was packed. actually uh, this week, oh. but there's only it's like maybe a few people. What time do you do it? Um, like eight in the morning. Wow. Yeah, but I need that. I need the I need the structure of it, oh my and goodness. I need like a terrifying like Croatian man to scream at to me. scream at you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It helps. I just need to outsource the the like the pressure. Yes. Cuz I can't do it myself. Oh, I I needed a trainer as well. So I got a trainer for the I would say the last 2 months before we went we started shooting. Uh-huh. So she would work with me and 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 then I would have to run on my own as well. Yeah. So like we were doing different things to help because a lot of it was just about stamina. Yeah. I you know I was like, "Oh, we shoot a running scene in the film, but we do that 18 times." So right. so during shooting I lost 11 pounds. I I lost 40 pounds total on my own because I sort of wanted to go through the journey that the character goes through. Right. I thought it would inform me about a lot of the emotional journey that mm-hmm. she goes through too. Like there were certain part of the parts of the script that I said I don't really relate to this part. Like why is she why is she getting upset? And then I'm like, oh, because I've never done that before. Right. And this it is upsetting when you start to plateau and you're working really hard, or if you focus way too hard on a number and it really doesn't mean right. anything. Right. Um. But yeah, so there was a lot that helped me through doing that physical part. But the training was difficult and I did weep openly (laughs) and I want to apologize to that entire gym. (laughs) I think that's good. You know, it's get you're you're pushing yourself for better or worse. Yeah. I had to eat very specific things. The trainer kind of put me on this this plan, this meal plan. And I got so frustrated after the first couple of weeks that I called my friend Lindsay, who's actually she is amazing. She is. Uh, she does like bodybuilding bikini competitions. Wow, that, that yeah, I that have is that truly friend. Intense. How cool is that? I have that friend, and she came over and she meal prepped all this stuff for me, and was like, "You can do this. I believe in you." So I had a really good support That's system, yeah. even when it was something as lame as I was just like, "I can't make broccoli again. I can't do it. Right? I can't eat it again." And she was like, "Yes, you can." And, <laughs> and I was like, "No, I know. It'll it'll be." It's a part of the process, and yeah. and it helped me, you know, learn more about Brittany and what she went through and how hard it is making that kind of a life change. Right, right. That's the thing. It is like a full life change, and it, it, there are those, like, weird small things that you just don't know about until you yes. kind of go through the process. Yeah. Yeah. And how, like, weird it is sometimes when people start saying, like, oh, you look like you've lost weight or stuff like that. It's like, you know. That was a very weird thing because— right. I was in a place where no one could win. Like if someone talked about it and they were like, oh, you look really good. I'm right. like, well, that's unhealthy to say that. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess I look like garbage before. I mean, there was like and and not to get too sad or serious, but there, I did have a good friend of mine say this guy say to me, you know, th- this is what your body should look like. Yeah. And that's not good. No. And, and that's why I think movies like this are good to show, because yeah. I think. 
usually when we see a transformation film, it's usually just somebody's, you know, does something, they get really thin, and then they get a great new haircut and their life is perfect. And this is the opposite of that film. It really shows the ups and downs of what happens when you have some sort of a physical transformation. There's also, you need to also work on your insides and how you feel and what society tells you and and what you want to take away from that. And, you know, it's it's really interesting. It just is something I hadn't seen before. Yeah. No, I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> we usually play a game called um, Elaborate. Elaborate. And we take some of the things that uh, you said you've hated on Twitter or, oh, or elsewhere. No. And oh, I want my you gosh. to just kind of briefly explain. Oh, um, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> Um, they're mostly not bad. Well, one that I'm uh, genuinely curious about is you said, uh, this was a, a while ago. I have a feeling that Gatorade puke is the worst kind of puke <laughs> results to come soon. I, I do. How long ago was that? Does I think it have it was a date? Like 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a long time ago. I mean, cause you do drink Gatorade, you know, if uh, clearly if you're hydrating, if you're a runner, but you, you also drink it when you're sick. It makes you feel better, but puking up yellow Gatorade <laughs> with like a like a lemon lime in your throat. I feel yeah, like that yeah. that might be harsh. It's extra acidic. Although I threw up cinnamon toast crunch once. That, that Is was that a, another that was one? A follow-up. Wait, how many times do I talk about throw up? <laughs> I think someone asked for like a follow-up oh. like from that and you were like, no, but I, I it made me think <gasps> I can't I believe cinnamon toast crunch. That's bad. Oh man. <laughs> wow. You know, I have a vivid memory, not to get too graphic. Um, get into of, it. Of when I was a kid eating Easy Mac and then oh, throwing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And that's like one that like, you know, it it looks pretty much the same before and after. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And that stays with you. Oh, yeah. You can't get rid of that. My friend said that that she puked Easy Mac and Red Gatorade once and it looked like a crime scene. Yeah, I'm sure it did. That's bad. That's bad. Um, Okay. One more. Uh, We'll just go with the with the. Oh, no. Well, one that I'm actually genuinely curious about also, I think the worst thing I could ever see would be a, quote, anus parade. (laughs) When did I write that? Also 2012, Is that on Twitter? Uh, Yes, it is. There's no way that I wrote the worst thing I could see was an anus parade. (laughs) It was a simpler time in 2012. An anus parade? I don't know what that means. That's meaning that people are walking around spreading butt cheeks, having a parade. Well, I will say this. When did Human Centipede come out? Because it might be related to that. Oh, that's got to be that's got to be it. Because there <laughs> I just got so excited <laughs> that I solved the mystery of the I'm anus glad parade. we got to the bottom of I it. I really think bottom. that's it. I think that it's because and I do have a fear about this. Even when I go for runs or if I go for a walk with my dogs, I have a genuine fear because of seeing the Human Centipede uh-huh. that someone's just going to walk up to me and stick um, a needle in my neck, and then I'm going to pass out and wake up attached to another butthole. Right, right. Yeah, because that's what happens in that film. Yes. And I saw it twice in the theater. Uh-huh. Well, because I don't what know. What did you do that for? I don't know. Uh, I love horror movies. Right. If you... <laughs> that's definitely what that tweet is. I I don't know why. Anus Parade makes it sound way better. I know. Honestly, yeah. That's just that's just. But the I said pride the most parade. horrifying thing for because the worst thing I could ever see, see would be an anus parade. That's gotta be about human centipede, right? 
I'll take it. We have to wrap up. But I, okay. I, I think that, yeah, I think a lot about um, which person I, if I had oh, to yeah. choose. Oh, yeah. You got to, which one are you going with? I mean, I think front, yeah, right? Yeah, front. You got to yeah. go with front. If you had to choose. Oh, man. <sighs> we really ended on a bummer. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for lunch. Okay. Um, yes. On that note, well, where can people find you on the internet if they if they want to? I'm out there, guys. I'm um, at Jillian Bell on Instagram. And I think I'm at Jillian Bell on Twitter as well. Probably. If you're looking for me anywhere else, <laughs> I'm at my uh, home in L.A. And Brittany and runs that a address. marathon. No, <laughs> Brittany runs a marathon. We'll be out August 23rd. August 23rd. Amazing. Yes. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down easier, starting with the TV shows we've been watching this week. Barry. What you been watching? Oh, I watched Veronica Mars, the new season. It's out? Yeah, it came out a week early. Wow. Did you watch Veronica Mars? No. Okay, I fucking love Veronica Mars. I watched it all in college. It like meant the world to me. She's just, ugh, it's it's a great show. Uh, and then the, there's this new season on Hulu that's like an, just an eight episode thing. And the first episode is pretty rocky and you're like, oh no, it's not going to be good. But then the rest of the episodes, you're like, holy shit. I watched it. I watched it in two days. Super into it. I like need more people to watch it so I can talk about it with them. It's so good. Uh huh. You should watch Veronica Mars. I know. I'm gonna. I started rewatching it. We should just watch it. How many episodes of the old one is there? I don't even know what it's about. Oh well, let me tell you. I'll give you a brief synopsis. Veronica Mars, high school girl, outcast, used to be a part of the popular clique. Her dad was the sheriff. Now he's a private detective. So she works at the private detective agency and is also a PI. Her best friend, Lily Kane, was murdered. And the first season is her trying to figure out what happened to her best friend. But it's also like uh, a part of California that it's like a noir of the OC and the hills and that kind of stuff. So it's like really, really rich Hollywood people and then like the people who work for the rich people. So like their maids and stuff like that. So it's like socioeconomic clashing and Veronica's this this like just very, you know, stereotypical noir detective, but she's a young high school girl. It's amazing. It's funny. It's great. Paris Hilton has a uh, a plot line in the first season as an actress. Sure. <laughs> uh, which I forgot about until people brought that back up. Um, and Kristen Bell is Veronica Mars and it was like her big breakout role. And she's said that like she will keep playing this role forever. Like she loves it. And it's just, it's awesome to see a like to come back to a character right. as they're getting older. Because uh, like, you know, the murder of her best friend that was like covered by People Magazine and shit like that in this world. And so... Uh, whatever I don't need to get into this part the point <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of details the theme of this season for me was a lot of like uh w- the obsession around true crime and how it affects the people's the people who lived with those crimes lives it's very right. interesting um, yeah yeah and it's just it's great it's really good it's not just the new season that's on Hulu all of Veronica Mars is on Hulu so I recommend watching all of the show before hopping in what are you watching I haven't watched a lot of new stuff, um, which I need to fix because my list of things to watch is very long. I tried starting Euphoria on HBO. Did you watch it? No, I was interested, but 
it the t- it just seems so serious that I was like, I don't know if I want to watch a super serious show right now. Yeah, I I didn't know what it was about at all, besides the fact that Zendaya is in it, and everyone said that there was a lot of penis. <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm after episode one that yeah, there's at least one penis in episode one, and That's it is a lot. Doctor McSteamy from uh, Grey's Anatomy. Well, hello. Who has become like a full dad. <laughs> so it is a little weird. Um, to be fair, it is a, a rather aggressive scene, <laughs> a violent scene that you see his penis in. Okay. <laughs> it is like, yeah, I don't know. It is a very dark show. I mean, the plot is that her character is like a drug addicted teenager. Yeah. <laughs> who like gets back from rehab and just immediately starts using drugs again. We'll see. Maybe it picks up. But at least I'll keep watching for the dicks alone. Great. Which is HBO's strategy for yeah. straight people. So I'm glad. I need to show my support so they continue showing dicks <laughs> instead of breasts. Yeah. And that's what I've been watching. What is your non TV chaser this week? What did I say? I wrote something. Iced tea. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> yes. My chaser this week. Is iced tea. Listen, I I had to stop drinking coffee. It just it makes me so anxious, even though I love the taste of it. And so sometimes I'll drink decaf, but then I just feel like a a asshole. Um, You were able to quit. Yeah. Altogether. Yeah. I don't I never drink that much to begin with. I would have like one or two cups a day. Yeah. And so the first like two weeks I, it felt like shit, and I was like straight up going through withdrawal. But since then, it's been fine. But I still like a little caffeine, and iced tea has just been great for me. <laughs> and there's this coffee shop, and they were like, you know, you could put like a little shot of lavender in the tea. And I was like, please. And now I'm addicted to that. <laughs> it's so good. I will say, I was thinking of uh, talking about cutting back on coffee. Yeah. Because I have try it or at least i'm now aware of like how bad it is the amount that i drink yeah i think the biggest thing for me is not necessarily like anxiety but it makes me sweat a bunch oh cute which is as if anybody knows me they know that that is an issue that we deal with (laughs) and it's just like the amount i sweat is directly correlated to how much coffee i have that day wow so i'm trying to restrict the amount of coffee that i drink just to very early in the morning mm. and yeah maybe you can switch to tea in the afternoon if you still want that that ritual right that's what it started with for me that's now how I i've been doing this. like a juice or a smoothie in that the makes afternoon sense. that's smart great is that your chaser no what's your chaser my chaser well a i'm in hell for not saying this last week but beyonce released a new album oh that album's so good yeah and it, even though it's weird and it's like not a Beyonce album, nor is it a, an actual soundtrack. Because yes. there is a soundtrack to The Lion King, but then there is The Lion King, The Gift. It's like a companion piece. Right. To me, it's just like the Beyonce flex of like, I got to name an album after the most iconic Disney movie of all time. And it's like apparently better than the movie itself, which we'll be seeing. <laughs> we'll find out. By the time this episode airs, we'll have seen the movie. But the album itself, yeah, love it. Classic, classic Beyonce. So good for the summer. My favorite song is bigger, but my favorite um, my favorite lyric is on mood forever. And the lyric is, I'm not going to sing any of it because I 
don't want to be compared. My favorite lyric is, uh, stay in your struggle, crystal blue water, pina colada in, you stay ramada in. <laughs> Just like, I'm fucking drinking pina coladas over crystal blue waters, and you're staying at a fucking ramada in. Beyonce did not have to come after ramada in like that, but she did. <laughs> So R.I.P. Ramada N. <laughs> also, I do like that one of the lyrics is just, I am Beyonce Giselle Nose Carter. <laughs> so I have been listening to that, and that is one of my chasers. My other one is just, I have I feel like when we left off last season, that was the first week that I'd been working out with oh, my, yeah. my scary trainer. <laughs> and it's now been like, we've done 20 sessions. Oh my God. So basically, I'm a new man. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this body. I feel Ooh. like we're on track for like a shirtless selfie <gasps> in like spring 2020. All right. <laughs> we still have several months. Your Instagram followers will be all over it. Yeah. So get ready. You have, you have, let's see. Let me put a date to 10 it. 10 months. July, Jan. Because. July, it, August, 10 months. September, Because October, my birthday November. is in 10 months, which is spring 2020. April. When is your birthday again? June. May 23rd, bitch. That's not 10 months away. Is a it? little less than 10 months now. It was just July 23rd. I think April. <laughs> I feel like April's an odd month to just suddenly go shirtless. Right. It's probably going to have to be May. Yeah. So 10 months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we got there. It's a process. <laughs> we got there together and we've decided that in May 2020, I will post a shirtless selfie. You can put that on the on record. And that's it. Thanks for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button and then rate us and review us. But only if you have nice things to say, asshole. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hans Dale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. They knew exactly what they were doing. They put oil on him like nonstop. Like an excessive amount of oil. <laughs> I, I'm sure there was a day where he was like, again, the oil? And they're like, yeah. He's like, I'm just sitting in her apartment. Right. And they're like, yeah, still the oil though, yes? Yeah. And you could fully like sizzle kebabs on his stomach. That's how it was like spicy.